0: Somebody asked me the other day, they're like, I just took a bunch of mushrooms. What should I cook? That's amazing. And I was like, honestly, you're not going to want to eat anything for hours. Hello, I'm Alison Roman and welcome to Solicited Advice, the podcast where I get to do what I love most, give advice. Each week, I'm joined by a very special guest and several very special advice seekers as we do our best to solve all of or at least one of your problems. Everybody, please welcome my guest for this week. A fan does not really describe how I feel about you, Kat. I am a—I am more than a fan. I am a oh. devotee. I am uh, like full-blown in awe of you and everything that you do. You are an actor. You are a comedian. You are a writer. You are a poet. You are a Princeton grad, which that I just found out. But I feel like I've been like aware of you and your work for so long like from the grace of the internet but i recently had the joyful experience of seeing you live and it was probably one of the most like authentic hilarious mind-blowingly like dynamic performances i've ever seen oh. in my life not that i'm like going to a live show every <laughs> night but like as a person who kind of doesn't know how to describe what it is that you do specifically because you do so much i am i just i feel so excited for you and about you. And I tell everyone I've ever met that they have to go seek you out and listen to your podcast, read your books and see your shows if and when. Oh my
1: God. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. You know, the feeling's mutual. And that word of mouth really means so much to me. It's like when someone gives an earnest recommendation, it it can change the world. (laughs) So
0: in addition to like having basically like every hyphenate involved in a multi-hyphenate, you also have an advice column.
1: I do an advice column for W Magazine. No one knows why I started doing that, but I love doing it so much. It's so fun. <laughs> Nobody knows as in like, you don't even know why. Just, You're like,
0: why am I doing this? Or, or
1: even like, sometimes I, I am giving advice that's so good, but I'm like, why do I not take this myself at all? Like, I'm so evil to myself all the time.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that is the the sort of reason why people, I can relate to that. Like, I, it is my favorite thing in the world to tell other people like, from my perspective, how things should be done. And the advice is good, frankly, like if I do say so myself, but I treat myself like trash, so.
1: Yeah, we're raw, we're real. Yeah. Get over it, yeah. get over it and grow up. Exactly. What yeah. I forgot to tell you, it's congratulations on your marriage. Oh, thank you. Uh, how does it feel? It feels great. It feels shockingly the same as it did before. Yeah, yeah. the pictures were divine. It's such a classic New York, I I think I I want to do a New York wedding too. I think that's the way.
0: Yeah, you're on your way, aren't you?
1: I am one If you're
0: listening, she wants to be on her way.
1: (laughs) Ding dong. I'm not in a rush, but I'm excited. You're
0: very young, if I do say so.
1: I'm the youngest person out there. Yeah,
0: there is not anybody younger. And frankly- Thank you. If you weren't so great, I would be jealous.
1: (laughs) We have such different- It's so, yeah- I was just unpacking basically that I've been feeling the same thing since I was like 14, which is, you know, that I'm only worthy if I'm interesting and hilarious and a star. And otherwise I'm like completely disgusting. Hold for a plus. Yeah. Well,
0: that's, (laughs) so I'm glad you brought, I'm glad you brought that up. (laughs) I will say that part of why I loved your show was because it talked about all that in like a very, mm. very hilarious, like obviously a hilarious way. But also I was like, damn, I was like, this is cutting deep of like, you. if you're not performing, if you're not getting constant validation, then you're nothing and life is terrible. So
1: It's so hard. It's really and tough. now I feel like even even like non-performers feel that way because our entire lives happen like on our phones. So if you're not getting validation, you're just like, am I even alive? Yeah, it's really tough.
0: Like going away for any period of time on your phone you're like, I have to take a break for my mental health. And then you're like, wait, is this somehow worse for my mental health? Because like- I I know. It's it's the worst. Okay. So I think that we should take our first caller. Oh, let's do it. Okay. So it is time for our first caller. (whistles) Hi, Erin. Welcome. Hey, thank you so much. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing well. It's so nice to meet you guys.
0: Hi, Erin.
2: This is so exciting. (laughs) It is exciting. It's so it was so random in my world. So I'm happy to be here and kind of it's like... It's honestly random in mine too. I, <laughs> Kat does this
0: for a living. Sort of. Some I mean, does occasionally. Yeah, yeah. She's a vocational uh, advice giver and podcaster. I am a mere dabbler. But you're... <laughs> so we're in the same
2: boat. So this is a safe space. How can we help you today? So I have some new neighbors. I live in a house. I'm in Atlanta, actually. So I live in this like really great area. I've been here about five years. There's these new people. We have this tiny little street. It's sort of like, we're in this little enclave that's about forgotten about by the rest of the city. Um, and it's a gravel road, but it's a public right of way. Oh, charming. It's only like one lane and they keep parking like in the middle of it basically. So no one can get through oh. including the trash collection. So mm. the trash collectors are now, like, they're really cool guys, but they are they don't have patience. Like, they're, like, they don't time for anything. Or, are like, they single no, or they're what? They're busy. <laughs> I mean, I, I, so I work out outside sometimes, and they definitely stop and, like, say Ooh! hello and give, me, <laughs> and give right. me tips, which is nice. Yeah, so now they're just grabbing the cans and throwing them all in my driveway. Mm. The new people like don't even notice that their trash cans are like all in my yard slash driveway. So I'm trying to figure out how to like talk them without being like the old lady on the street. Like, hey, like, hey kids, like this is how it works or. Mm. So you're feeling like, like something's got to give, like things have to change. Well, so now it's kind of funny. So that, that was a couple. So I was like, ooh, I could put them back where they go. But then why am I doing their work for them? Or I did the more passive aggressive thing, which was I put just put them in the middle of the street where they have to park. So they couldn't park um, no. and had to address it. Terrible. Neither of those are options, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> now the trash collectors aren't, I noticed, aren't even picking up their trash. So they just have like two weeks of trash out there because they can't mm. get through and they're not going to mess around with it.
1: I needed a, a map or a diagram, I have to be honest with you. It's kind of like an alley. Like if you were, okay. you know how like some old
2: neighborhoods have alleys running in the back of the houses? Yeah, like horse and buggy. Like horse and buggy. I think, mm. like oh, buggy. Cute, I think this was originally an alley that in the early 2000s, a developer maybe didn't go through permitting and just built some houses on it. Okay,
0: so do you get the impression that they're they're doing this because they don't know or because they don't care?
2: I would say Both. <laughs> Right. Don't know, don't care. Yeah,
1: I think don't know, don't care. I feel like it's time for a classic, slightly passive-aggressive, handwritten note (laughs) on the car or at the door. Give them your number. Be like, if you want to chat about it, I'm here. I know it's so annoying. Like, LOL. What do you think, Allison?
0: (laughs) I think that, but I would actually go more direct. I would actually like it's not passive-aggressive. I think it's direct. And I think you go over with like the best attitude you've ever had in your entire life with like the sunniest disposition. And like talking to strangers is tough and they are effectively strangers and you don't know how you're going to be received. But I think step one is like knocking on the door and being like, hey guys, like just wanted to let you know I was talking with the trash guys and they're having a really tough time collecting on the block and... Sort of, I've known them for a while. So, as a favor, I told them I would talk to some people in the neighborhood. Like, I think making it feel like it's not just them and being like right. a lot of people on the thing, like everybody who lives here for, mm. doesn't know, no one told you. It's like a very quirky situation. And you could, I don't know not to be like lie, but you can be like, oh, like they'll start giving out fines if they're not able to da 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 Like. Right.
2: Well, let's stop picking up your trash. Like, did you notice they haven't picked up your trash and that's why. (laughs) Did you happen to notice there's trash everywhere? Well, as like a person who,
0: so when I moved into my first like apartment alone in New York, I moved in and it was the first time I had signed a lease for myself, even after living here for like eight years because I always had roommates or was like moving in with someone like, I didn't know anything. And one day I went to like, go cook something because I do that. And I, <laughs> the gas didn't turn on. And I was like, what's going on? And I called the landlord. They're like, we can't help you. Like the gas is on at the building. Da, da, da. And I'm like, okay. And then I asked somebody else, like, did you sign up for the gas company? And I was like, what? They're like, no, you have to like call and set up an account. Otherwise they won't turn it on. And
1: I was like, huh. Okay, like didn't know. Just fully didn't know. Same exact thing happened to me. I had no idea. I was like, all these little things about being alive are so boring and annoying. Yeah. Are they especially young? They
2: are. They're very young. So young so that their parents moved them in, which I was impressed with. That's
1: very sweet. I'm so scared of confrontation, Aaron that I'm like, here's what you need to do. You need to plan and throw an elaborate party. Casually <laughs> invite them to your house. <laughs> make, become really, really close to them. And then when everyone's like drunk and dancing, be like, oh my God, this is so stupid. But like, t- there's trash all over your house. And then like explain <laughs> the what's happening. Aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> yeah, had, like, it, oh yeah. my
0: God. If I had to guess, these people have like, n- if they're that young and this is like their first time on their own, it probably has never occurred to them that they have to be the ones to, like, take their trash away. But, like, also, maybe they moved from a different city where, like, this was more taken care of. Like, every place I've ever lived has different rules about trash. And sometimes I'm like, what? Like, I can't just, like, put my trash here?
2: Like, it is hard. And it's, it's less a tough about truth. the trash and more about blocking the street so that the trash right. can't get through to pick it up. It's more that they just can't, like... They can't access the trash.
0: You could also rent a police outfit and you know, like a like a traffic <laughs> and cop just roll up, yeah, and pretend to you know give them a ticket for parking illegally. Oh my gosh,
2: they've already seen my face too. I mm-hmm. I had um, surgery recently and I the, uh, I it was putting I ordered a microwave this place, which is weird because I don't even own a microwave in my house, but it got delivered to them, and of course it just sat on there. <laughs> Porch, so I yeah. like sneakily. I knocked on the door. No one came. I I wasn't allowed to lift anything, so I had to like oh. sneakily like oh. roll it off down the stairs. That's a really. And finally, sad image. they came that's out cute. and they were like, "Hey," I'm like, "Oh, hey." They're like, "Oh, we're wondering whose that was. We were gonna like try to figure it out." I was like, "Oh, no problem." By the way, can you like pick this up for me because I'm not supposed to lift
0: anything. I feel like nice. this is like the start of yeah. like a Brittany Murphy An awkward friendship. Dakota Fanning. T- you know, coming of age <laughs> right.
1: movie We're
0: like, maybe they're going to teach you something. But only- totally you know,
1: Walk over there and say, say, hey, have you heard the new Olivia Rodrigo record? <laughs> and just start playing it on your phone and be like, I want to get him back. And yeah. then see, and like, and connect with them. You know, they're young, they're young. They
0: don't want to feel under attack. They moved out of their parents' house. They don't want to feel like you're their mom. They do want to feel like- like, you're not mad at them. You're just disappointed totally. that you no. can't
2: park your car where you want to. I'm just like, hey, maybe don't, like, have your friends park in the neighbor's driveway. Maybe, like, don't park your cars in the middle Yeah, of the road. they don't mm-hmm. know. I was such yeah, an they idiot. Don't know. At that
0: age, I did anything. And yeah. it's only because you don't know. <laughs> and only until someone's like, hey. And, like, you sort of do have to reckon with the fact that they might be like, ugh, you can't park there. My neighbor's a total bitch. Yeah, And, that, <laughs> and like, you have to be okay with that. Like, you know wow. what I mean? Don't be afraid That's of that. That's real. That's real. And you're not. You're a wonderful person. You're a law-abiding citizen. and You just want the best for your street. But they might just be like, ugh, she doesn't get it. You know? And you're like, yeah, I totally don't get it. Please don't park here. You can't.
1: I think the takeaway is sometimes you got to be the bad guy. Or a girl. Or the guy. bad girl. Be the bad girl. I know. Be the
2: bad girl. <laughs> be, I the be the bad, bad girl, like the girl idea of writing. I like the idea of writing tickets. Like,
0: yeah, totally. be nice it's... and bad. Be, be nice and bad. That's my favorite combo. I love to be nice and bad at the same time. And I think it's like, come at it with compassion and understanding. They're not trying to like, be deliberately annoying or inconvenience anybody. They just don't know. And like, you know, so go that route. And then if in like a month, they're still doing it, like, then you can like start leaving. The, then, then you can like, bang the metaphorical broom on the ceiling. Is that <laughs> yes. the thing?
2: Right from downstairs. Yeah. From friends. I think. Yeah. Classic show. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're so welcome. We hope that they stop parking there.
1: I feel like we handled that really well. <laughs> I think Aaron and those teens are going to be best friends. I think they're like 14 for some reason now.
0: Yeah. That would be even more concerning if they were. Totally. But I'm just like... I was definitely my neighbor's worst nightmare when I like lived, at, my friends and I like lived in a house in Santa Cruz when we were 18. Ooh. And it was like off campus and definitely in a neighborhood where it's like families and adults. And you're sort of at that age kind of playing house and you're like, I'm an adult too, but like you don't know the social code of like what it means to be a good neighbor. And right. maybe she's gonna be the one to teach them. That's beautiful. Hello, friends and solicited advice listeners. I am here to tell you about Airbnb. I love going to the farmer's market in whatever city that I'm traveling in. And the ideal scenario is that like, I can at least once on my trip, cook a really nice dinner for myself and whoever I'm traveling with. If I have some friends in the city, they can come too. But it just feels more personal. It feels more intimate. And I've had some of my most memorable travel moments staying in an Airbnb. It's also such a great way to travel with friends because you can get a big house and there can be multiple bedrooms and you can all share your meals together. And you can like really be at home at an Airbnb. And the nice thing about traveling is that, you know, you might be thinking, well, what's going who's gonna stay at my house? I'm staying at someone else's house. Who's gonna stay at mine? Well, you could consider being a host, and then you can return the favor to somebody else and provide for them the same kind of excellent service that somebody is providing for you. And your home might just be worth more than you think. You can find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, friends and solicited advice listeners. I am here to tell you about airbnb i'm here to remind you that while you're traveling and staying at some fabulous airbnb in some beautiful city that you could return the favor to somebody else traveling to your beautiful city and become a host you know i'm gonna be on tour for about two weeks and i just was like oh you know what that would be nice one day to be able to completely leave my house and like somebody could stay there and i do like to have my friends stay in my place when i'm gone because it actually does make me feel like it's being used. Back when I was a single lady, I did Airbnb my apartment and it was a great experience. I made a little bit of extra money. It helps pay for the cost of travel, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. So I feel like you could give it a shot and you never know. I feel like you could provide a really nice hospitality experience for somebody and your home might just be worth more than you think. You can find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, next caller.
3: Hi, Jenna. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. This is a dream. Oh
1: my God, you're a dream. <laughs> Jenna, what the heck is going on?
3: <laughs> oh my God. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. I, I can't even explain it. I'm like- Where are you?
1: Where are you zooming in from?
3: Where Where are you? I'm, I'm in Washington, D.C. Beautiful, so, beautiful.
0: Nation's yes. capital. We love it.
3: How can we help you today? So I live with my sister in D.C. Love it. I'm about to turn 23, and some of (laughs) my—that is the youngest thing I've ever heard in my life.
1: (laughs) You, wow!
3: What's it like? What's it like? Yeah, we're out here. It's the trenches. Do you like (laughs) Olivia Rodrigo? I'm. My friend is literally about to try and buy tickets for her MSG show, so we're fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But I wanted to talk to you guys. so I live with my sister and some of my best friends also live in DC. So super lucky to have them all here, but I have a fully remote job and my coworkers are kind of at like a different stage of life than me, have families and kids and the whole thing. And so my question to you guys was kind of what you've done in the past, how you make friends in a new city, especially when you have a fully remote job and don't have kind of the in-person like work specific environment where you're like, oh, we're grabbing drinks after work or that mm. kind of thing. I have do that with my friends on my own now, but, you know, looking to meet some new people. I'm in a fairly new city. I've lived in DC for about a year. So, but yeah, looking to get out there. Oh, I love <laughs> friendship. I love this. Me too. What is, what is the line of work
0: that you, are and you don't have to get specific if you don't want, but like what generally is your work?
3: I um, work in journalism. So okay. I do more like tech stuff, but I work for a broadcast news show, but I'm fully remote. So it kind of help with our websites and that sort of thing. Fab. But yeah, and, and my coworkers are awesome and I have met them in person a bit, but it's not like a, oh, we're doing a weekly happy hour sort of thing. Like yeah. it's very few and far between. So yeah, just like looking to get out there otherwise, but not really sure how. <laughs> totally. When you talk about
0: like meeting new people, are you talking also specifically like in like a networky way? Like people that you can talk to about work and about like what you do for a living or just like blanket statement? You want to make new friends in a new city?
3: I think a little bit of both. Like I think more honestly, personal friends. Like I, I went to college, not, I went to university of Maryland. So not far from here. So I feel like I have a pretty decent professional network. Obviously always like looking to grow that where possible, but just like friends, just like other personal life friends or relationships. I'm, I'm single. I I don't, Oh,
1: it's all happening. Jenna, it's all happening. You want to make new friends, but keep the old. One is silver and the other is gold. Okay, Jenna? <laughs> yeah. Everything is coming to you. You have the best energy. I mean, the classic answers are like, you're going to join, what are you going to join a sports league? You know, do you play, do you like any sports? Are you going to do an improv class? An amazing, humiliating way to make friends? What else? What are the, what are the, what are the other classics, Allison? I feel like there's other activities that adults I was, do gonna say like activity-based,
0: but as a person who would never do that, like that, none <laughs> of those things. Of, would, I'm not
3: a sports girl. Yeah. Like, I'm like a sitting at home watching home movies and you're a Netflix special kind of girl. Oh, That's I right, like That's right, baby.
0: That's right. We love to hear it. The crossover that everybody <laughs>
3: did know they wanted.
0: You know what actually I like doing and I still do this now and I still meet people this way even if I'm not trying to is going to a restaurant and eating at the bar and doing it alone or with one friend because you're sitting so close to other people that it's very easy to kind of meet people in that way. And if you're into food and you like restaurants, you're sort of around like-minded people, but it's sitting at the bar to me is such like a cool, good locals move too. So like, you know that like, you're going to your neighborhood spot, like you sit at the bar, there's somebody next to you, they probably live in the area. Like even striking up a conversation of like, oh, have you had that? Is it good? oh, what are you drinking or whatever is a fun way to talk to people. And you might not leave that experience being like best friends, but it is sort of like a way to, like next time you see that, I don't know. It's like, that's like step one of just being open to it, I feel like, like in a public setting.
3: That's kind of genius because I'm always... I like trying new places and whatever, but it's like, I'm always, yeah, we'll take the table. But the bar, and me and my sister go and try places all the time, so. Sit at the bar. How perfect. Yeah, flirt with people even in a friendly way. Like, I love friend flirting. That's such a good idea.
0: It's so fun. Flirting doesn't have to be romantic or sexual. Flirting can
1: be like a friend flirt.
3: Love it. I love that. Probably my best kind of flirting, I'll be honest, so.
1: Yeah, and if you are dating, like you're gonna, even if you don't end up dating that person, you might meet their friends or hang out with a big group of people. What's up with your neighbors? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like, do you have like, do you have neighbors in your area?
3: Yeah, I live in a like row house converted into apartments. And so I'm friendly with the people that live above and below. Definitely like friends and, you know, like for bigger, like we watch the election together Very DC.
0: Politics.
1: Absolutely.
3: Yeah. And... Halloween's a big deal around here, like Halloween town kind of vibes in the neighborhood. <gasps> so,
1: are you gonna dress up?
3: Giving Barbie, I Barbie. Think. That's Which a Barbie? fun one. Which Barbie? I don't know. Classic. I just have to get my hands on some pink and and figure it out.
0: Well, you know what I think. The nice thing about Barbie costumes this year is that I think people can you can just invent a Barbie.
3: Like exactly. you don't
0: have to be the Barbie in the movie, like, but you can you can be like, oh, I'm like Farmer Barbie.
3: Yeah. Love it. Yeah.
1: Chef Barbie. I also feel like going to comedy shows or like bands you like mm. in the area is a great way to meet people because you can go by yourself and then you have all this stuff in common to talk about. I feel like people go to my shows alone all the time and then end up finding community. <laughs> that's which is why which is why I do, why what, do. I do what I do, baby. <laughs> um, but I think that's fun.
0: It is. My dad, actually, who's like almost 70, or no, he is is he seven? No, he's almost 70. When, Yeah, whatever. Sorry. I know how old you are, Dad. Sorry. Uh, He goes to concerts all the time by himself and like makes friends. Like fully... My dad will also talk to anybody. We went to a bar over the last weekend when he was in town. And my dad fully got up from the table that we were all sitting at to go take a photo with a man that he thought looked like himself. And (laughs) my sister was like, you know he has like a full photo album on his phone of... Dan Roman doppelgangers where like he, no. thinks, he sees someone in the world and is like, this person looks like me. I have to go say hello and we have to take a selfie together. On him. I'm not amazing. suggesting that's what you do, but it is an approach. But I think like <laughs> he goes to a lot of like rock, rock shows. Wow, I'm a thousand. <laughs> Jenna, do you still like me even though I said rock show?
3: Yeah, like deeply, like okay, deeply obsessed, you. yeah.
0: <laughs> but he like meets so many people that way. And I think that like doing things that you already like doing in the place, eating improv comedy, you will meet the people who also like doing those things. I've, I've been like, in LA, this happens a lot. My sister did it and I have a friend who did it. They started taking acting lessons, even though they're not interested in acting because they heard or read about or something that it like made them more comfortable speaking to other people or like hmm. there's yeah. like some something there. That's maybe bad advice. (laughs) I'm not suggesting. No, but it's true.
3: (laughs) Something to, you know, I was in, I missed my junior year of college because of COVID. And I feel like it kind of made a little gap in like my, I'm a really social person. I think I still am, but it definitely, like there's a level of hesitation that I don't think there was before. I don't know if that's just growing up or whatever. You know, I've been told, because I have this conversation a lot with different people and people are always like, oh my God, I can't imagine graduating in your first job and you don't have a workplace. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of whatever. I'm used to it now. You're like, I did
0: feel fine about it. And now I, I don't. Feel
3: everyone started making me feel terrible. No, it's it's not that. I just think it's kind of hard to like know how to approach to people in a situation when you're not already comfortable. But it like is kind of obvious. Yeah, just like keep doing things you're comfortable with, but try and make the conversation, which
0: I, I also I think, think hosting is really important. And mm-hmm. I do think it's cool if you were to maybe talk with your neighbors and be like, should we host a party on Halloween or should we host or whatever? <gasps> yes. You can decide which apartment yeah. you want to do it in, but you all pitch in on the cost. Like, okay, apartment four will get the drinks and apartment two will get the whatever. Like the grapes peeled to look like eyeballs. Like, I don't know what you do at a <laughs> Halloween party, but, and you all invite five to 10 people, whatever. So it's like-
1: That sounds so fun. That's such a good idea. Your people
0: are mixing with their people and like you might walk out out of there and being like, wow, I no longer want to be friends with the people on this floor. But it's all information. I think that like approaching it like that, like you're going to have to meet so many people to find your people. It's just like dating. It's like finding a therapist. It's like anything, but like it shouldn't prevent you from just beginning. And that's just like, you're like, well, I'm starting the journey now. Yeah. I met amazing people in New York when I first moved here through work. I'm still friends with a few of them, but most people I was friends with when I was 23, I'm not really friends with anymore. And, or like I am, but we all live in different cities. So it's not like they're a part of my network. And I met some of like my favorite people later in life, like, you know, 35 and after. Not that far Totally, because I'm only 38,
3: but. Thank
0: you. I do look great for
1: 38. You really do. No, I'm kidding.
3: Um, <laughs> Thank you. This is so helpful, truly. I was just excited to talk to you guys, but this is actually like Well, anyone's
1: going to be excited to be your friend. So that's all you need to know.
0: Yeah, I was going to kind of close out with that as well. Like you are already like so gregarious and open and you exude joy and radiance and positivity that I feel like you could go to Trader Joe's and make friends. Like, Totally. You're having a good time. People are going to want to spend time with you. And like asking people out on friend dates can be so weird because you're like, How do you do that? But I have <laughs> also started doing that like in my older age and just being like, Oh, let's let's go to dinner, let's do the thing. And like Yeah. Sometimes you do that and you're like, That was weird. <laughs> and sometimes you're like, Oh, wow, I made a new <laughs> friend. It's so nice. Just like it's anything It's so else.
1: true. You, yeah. yeah I, usually it's really fun, but every now and then I'm like, why am I having coffee with this person? I'm in hell. But anyways, don't worry about <laughs> yeah. that. Hey, Jenna, Jenna, don't worry about that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Jenna, we, we're sure that won't happen to you. <laughs> yeah. I'm, no, I'm crossing my fingers. I'll be good. Um, no, no, you're this was great. super helpful though. Thank you so much. And Thank yeah, you. I love you guys.
0: We love you. Thank you, Jenna. <laughs> you rock and roll. Are
1: you good at making new friends? I feel like I'm lucky and you are too in that like the work we do changes so often that we're always kind of around new people, which is a great way to. So I feel lucky that I meet, uh, meet new people that way and make friends. And yeah, I feel like my best friends I've only known like three, four years. Yeah. I know. It's funny when you're 23. Do you have like old friends from growing up that you're still close with? One of my best
0: friends that we met when we were five, like on the first day at kindergarten.
1: Oh, and like amazing. Yeah,
0: and and we don't live in the same city. We're, we have very different lives, but she's like a person in my life and will be forever. Like, and at that point, it kind of like transcends and you become like sisters. But yeah, the people that I've met, like there's been like so much ebb and flow. And I think especially in New York, people come and they leave because they're not dedicated to the city.
1: I know. And it shows
0: and they fucking bail on us. And- it gets more... I've been
1: feeling that a lot lately.
0: Yeah, it gets more intense as you get older too because people start having families and kids and then they it they move away more spiritually too and like you kind of... Right. The relationship shifts.
1: Oh, but that's depressing. No,
0: it, it, well, it doesn't have to be that way. Wow, okay, okay. Some of my friends and I have gotten closer since they had kids. Really? Yeah, because I think like the you sort of like... It feels like a lot of things melt away and you're like, wait, I actually don't need all any of these other people or mm-hmm. like activities and you kind of trimmed down and like I made the cut for a lot of people. If that that tells you anything about me. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Okay, so bid farewell to our sweet, sweet live callers. It was too short. It was not long enough. We had the best of times. Um, But don't be sad. We are taking more callers with our Chef's Kiss hotline. Chef's Kiss hotline is sort of like the rapid fire like if you have a question that I feel like is helpful for the masses, you know, like less specific, more general, they tend to skew cooking, but we've heard all sorts. So feel free to chime in. And if you listening have a question and you would like help with it, you can call our solicited advice hotline at the extremely catchy phone number 856-502-4816. Or go to com slash podcast and write in your question. And then we could contact you and you could be a caller live with us. I feel like if anyone could turn that number into something actually catchy and not just a random assortment of numbers, which is impossible to remember,
1: <laughs> it's you. Okay, can you say it again? Let me, let me write it yeah, down. It's Okay. It's 856. Five, 856. Five, 502. 4816. 4816. Four, okay. And guys, remember to call
0: 856 five, 502 oh,
1: 4816. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that was good.
0: They'll never that was forget
1: so that. Good. <laughs> no, no. That it's is hard. an earworm. If five, I, I ever heard it, the only thing that's helping you is 856 five, 502 oh, 4816. Boop.
0: Yeah, the boob at the end really does a lot of heavy lifting. That's all we have. And yeah, but honestly, I couldn't, that couldn't have gone better. Perfect. Anytime.
3: Hi, this is Katie. I'm calling from the Bay Area, California. And I find preserved lemons very confusing. Are you
1: using the whole lemon? Are you like peeling it? Yeah. How do I, I find this confusing. Thank you so much.
0: Catherine Cohen, do you want to take that one?
1: Well, my only memory that's been unlocked is I did make an Alice in Roman date lemon chicken thing. Is that ringing a bell? Mm-hmm. And I remember you saying yes. like, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Use the whole lemon. Yeah, I did.
0: And that that was technically a fresh lemon, but the same answer uh, applies. So you're, this is correct. Yeah, I would say like in in all of the questions I get about cooking, specifically with my recipes, People, when I say like, use the whole lemon, where I'm like, one lemon, like finely sliced, seeds removed, finely chopped, people are always like, whoa, what? Is it the whole lemon? And even if I say Mm. the whole lemon, so I feel like every time it bears repeating, like, unless otherwise specified, like use the whole lemon. But I do specify the whole thing. But so preserved lemon is a lemon that is basically preserved in salt. And they're traditionally made just by lemon and salt. So, like, when I make them at home, you take the lemon, you cut it in such a way that once you add the salt, the salt draws the moisture from the lemon. Like, all the juice comes out. So, you get this, like, very, very intense, deeply salty brine made with just the juice of the lemon and the salt. And they're submerged. So, not unlike a pickle or you're making, like, sauerkraut or kimchi, which I know you do all the time. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) this is delicious. (laughs) And then they effectively cure for, I think you go anywhere from like four to eight weeks, maybe eight to 10 weeks, don't fact check me or do fact check me and we'll put in a different word or number when I when I say. I just kind of let them go on my counter, honestly. And I look at them occasionally without touching them. And then like three months later, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot I made those preserved lemons. But they're readily available in most stores, especially if you're like a Whole Foods shopper. And when you use them, the only thing you're not using is the seed. How do you get the seeds out? You, they literally, the, the lemons are so soft at that point. Like once they go through the preserved process. Oh, they are they turn, mushy? Okay. They're, they're like very tender. It's almost as if you boiled a whole lemon. Wow. The salt, like like everything breaks down. They become like very, very tender. They become very, very soft, very, very juicy. But like the bitterness of a whole lemon, like when I'm asking you to do that lemon date chicken recipe, mm-hmm. goes away. It's like mitigated. So it's wow. like a preserved lemon is does have like a different purpose, a different... Flavor, or different, whatever. It's almost like jammy. Mm,
1: what do you eat it with? Versus like a lemon. What do I eat it with? Hey, Allison Roman. What do you oh. eat, what do you eat it with? <laughs> New segment. What, <laughs> what don't I eat it with?
0: <laughs> I like to chop it up, and I like to put it in salads. I like to sprinkle it over pasta. I like to Ooh, put it into shortbread cookies. I like to eat it with like um like crushing it into butter and like putting that on a chicken stuff like that. It has like a slightly fermented like. Bitter, sour, tangy, floral, lemony flavor. It's, but it's not a replacement for like a fresh lemon. I use them in conjunction with a lot, like a lot with each other. There's a really good. I'm such I'm so annoying. Every time I talk about a recipe, I'm like, it's mine. Like, of course it is. It's like you finally chop a preserved lemon and you add lemon juice and some vinegar and grated garlic and you spoon it over like a fish or a chicken, brown store vegetables. It's so good. It is like a very, very good ingredient and I'm I'm like a pretty big advocate for not buying a ton of like condiments because I prefer mm. making things from scratch or like just using vegetables and like basics. But preserved lemons are like top ten pantry item for me.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to dive in to the world of preserved yeah. lemon. Get in there. You'll love it. I guarantee it.
0: Hi Allison. This is so cool. I'm Emily. I'm calling from Vancouver Island in Canada. And my question is, since reading your cookbook, I see flaky salt a lot and I cannot find it anywhere in my town. It's limited. I have diamond crystal salt. So that's what I've been using in place. Is that okay? And if not, should I just get flaky salt on Amazon? Thank you. Love you. Bye. Emily, don't make me say support Amazon. Don't make me do it. Mm. But I'm going to tell you. Diamond Crystal is my preferred brand of kosher salt. It is not a replacement for flaky salt.
1: Wow. Yeah. You know, I have to tell you, Allison Roman, I ordered flaky salt from a grocery delivery and they brought me like smoked flavor. No. And so no. now, but you I have so much it. of it. Now I'm just like, this is the weirdest experience to sprinkle. You use it? Well, I have it. I mean, how much was the box? No memory. I have so few things in my kitchen that I'm just like, this is what I have. What do you, what do you put it on? A sliced tomato. Okay. It could be worse. That could be good. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That could actually be fine. I, that's like an example of like, I wish they didn't make that. Totally. Like it doesn't, it's not for the people. 100%. Uh, It's confusing the margin for error. It's like not, it's not good and that also is not a replacement.
1: It's my fault for making someone else get my groceries. Honestly, in New York, yeah. I deserve it. Oh, it's hard yeah, to You're carry. not living you're not like you're not on Vancouver Island like That's, you live in w- That's I wish. Village. I know, but I live in a supermarket desert, I'm going to be honest with you.
0: You live in the West Village. I I'm sorry, no.
1: Okay, I'm done. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> but yeah, no,
0: have the have the box and if you want to avoid shopping at a place like Amazon, there are other direct to consumer online shops, you can support a small business and ask if they ship. I don't, it's not like that's your only option, but look for a larger container so you're also shipping less frequently. Because I have like a big tub of Maldon salt and like I get like big boxes of Jacobson flaky salt. Like they last forever. Like you're buying it like once or twice a year. Also, next time you go on a trip, you can like buy it there. I don't know. I'm doing everything in my power not to be like, just add (laughs) to cart.
1: (laughs) This is Tyler. Miami, Florida, and I want to know what's up with rinsing rice. I never used to do it, but now I feel like everyone does the or I don't know. Do you rinse rice?
0: That's it. That's I, it. I no love that. Okay, Tyler. Um, Tyler, you're I'm kind of into icon. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can Ty. we get him on the line, actually? I'm confused now, also, but. I am notoriously not a rice expert. I am notoriously like not a rice cooker. I've only recently started cooking rice for myself. I'm not very good at it. It is a learning process. It's tricky. Everyone I know that cooks rice well, that I have learned to cook rice from, my friend Danny, my friend Susan, they rinse rice forever. Wow. And that's like any rice they're cooking. And what Danny said is that he rinses the rice for three yellow submarines. So he sings yellow submarine three times. Like the, whatever, the refrain. Is that that a refrain? I don't know. You can help me. We all
1: live in a yellow yellow submarine. Yellow submarine. Yeah. Wow, that's a long time.
0: I know. So three times, and that's when he's done. My friend Susan rinses the rice until it runs, the water runs clear, which is, I think, the most proper thing. But to answer your real question is, why do people do that? rice is starch. We are, (laughs) rice is starch. Mm. And when the grain is polished, there's like excess starch on the outside. And that excess starch gives you something like a gluey sort of cloudy cooking liquid, which makes your rice very sticky and like not perfect little individual grains, which is kind of what you're after when you're making steamed rice.
1: Oh, it's so hard to make.
0: Yeah. Like you'll notice, like if you're making risotto, which is also rice, you would never rinse it because that starch is what's helping the risotto become risotto. Mm. Like that texture, that sort of like porridge situation. Or if you're making like congee or any sort of other rice porridge, you wouldn't rinse your rice. It's only for like steamed rice. If you're making rice salad or just like a pot of rice or tadig or whatever. Get rid of the starch. That's what you're doing. TLDR.
3: Hi, Allison. This is Liz from Miami. I want to know, what is your least favorite trend? Least favorite restaurant trend right now? Love you. Bye.
1: Ah, oh, love this question. Kat, do you want to take this also? No, no. I'm, I'm thinking about it, but I'm so curious to hear your answer.
0: I am such like a curmudgeon, frankly, that I... If something's a trend, I immediately hate it. Which is so contrarian and so like, oh, of course you do. It's like, it's a part of my personality. I've always been this way. Sue me. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. as soon as a thing becomes a thing, I don't trust it. I'm like, it's inauthentic. I don't (laughs) like it. So I would say that like, also to even answer this question, like trends now also move so quickly that like, it's like impossible to figure out like if it's even a trend, if it's a micro trend, is it like only happening in Times Square? Like, what is this even?
1: I feel like for years, for years people are trying to get me to eat cauliflower instead of carbs and I I don't want it. Cauliflower rice is that's not stupid. rice. Um no. I don't want like buffalo cauliflower. I want like a chicken wing. I'm just enough with cauliflower. No.
0: That's also not a real restaurant, not to be rude, but if you're going to a place and they're serving you <laughs> that, it's you're not at a but real restaurant. But they do that.
1: I- admit it. They do that. <laughs> <laughs> they do, but I
0: would I would also say that's like deep in the like home cook internet food world where it's like, it tastes just like pasta or, and you're like, it doesn't. It doesn't. You're insane. That's an an insane statement. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. And it's not true. But I would say like, people are, and God, this question, we could really spiral really quickly, but I will say that people are not respecting tinned fish. The way that they should. And they're not doing it responsibly. They're opening cans willy-nilly. They're charging 30% to 70% markup on something that's already expensive. It's they're opening a can. They're giving you bread that's not toasted. Like the trend, it's like, if you're going to do tin fish as a part of your restaurant, it has to be fucking awesome. Mm. You have to like, give me accoutrement. You have to like, make it a perfect bite. You have to source the highest quality. Like you cannot have that because you think people want it. Which I think most people don't want it. No, I think people think that they want it, but they it wouldn't
1: won't. be my first choice. And
0: yeah, and like, oh, you have anchovies on the menu. It's like, well, great. I can buy anchovies. Mm. I can I can open the tin and I can put them on a plate just like you did for me, and I can spend so much less. I'm so wrapped up in like money and value. Like if I think I'm not getting my value, or I feel like I know they're ripping me off, I'm immediately furious. That becomes my least favorite restaurant trend. I'm like, you're charging me how much for what? Well, actually, here's one restaurant trend that I feel very passionately about. And I have a lot of conversations about because people disagree with me. What do you think about bread at a restaurant if they charge you for it?
1: Well, it usually means it's going to be good, but they shouldn't charge you for it. But when it's on the menu, you know it's going to be, like, warm with, like, a good butter. Oh, yum. Contradictorily, perhaps, I
0: will always pay for the bread. Because bread is really hard to mm. make well. And it requires labor and time and space and ingredients. And, like, people are like, it's just flour and water. I'm like, yeah. And time and skill and, like, you know. I'm like, I get it. It's special. Charge me. It's worth it. I don't expect anything for free. But if you're going to charge me, it better be good. hmm You know what? I mean, it's not, it's not a restaurant trend. But it is impossible to go for me to with a good con- like in in good faith go to a restaurant that is like open for the sake of being famous on the internet oh. where they like make a food that's like looks a certain way or is like presented in a certain way like for the eyeballs of the internet at large because i get it everyone's everyone's got to get business but it the, it makes the crowd in the restaurants too insufferable for me I'm like
1: that's like everywhere becomes, now. I feel like yeah, that's true. That is everywhere. There's a place right next to me that just opened up. It's like it looks like a cute Italian place. but Then I like I zoom in, aka I walk by and I'm like, oh, this is an Instagram place. You can tell,
0: yeah, yeah. And it's like they get the branding and the thing, and it's it's like a missing soul. I and know. And like a person with money was like, we're gonna make some money at this place because it's gonna be yeah. I don't know. I'm like, those are just never my favorites.
1: When are we getting? When are we getting the Alison Roman restaurant? Probably never, frankly.
0: Not your dream. Because they're really hard. And I guess I'll caveat everything I just said with that like owning a restaurant is really, really tough. And getting people to come in your door is really, really hard. And sustaining customers and doing things affordably and responsibly. Like it's really fucking tough. And I wouldn't dare try to ruin my life.
1: (laughs) There we go. Oh, is that it? Wow, Feels like we just started. That's so sad. Yeah. A five-six five oh two. Four, eight, one, six. Boop. We got it coming with a boop. (laughs) Guys, call in. Don't don't be a coward and email your question. Call the number like you're in the 90s, okay? And leave a message. It's fun.
0: It's so fun. Just like next time you are drinking wine by yourself or… Like I find that actually like on Instagram, the the reason I wanted to do this podcast is because the questions I was getting on Instagram were overwhelming Mm. to me and I didn't have time to respond to them one by one. And I was like, we got to open it up. We got to open it up to the people. Everyone should hear the answer. There needs to be like a more streamlined process. But I will say that like, most of the questions I get, like people will be like, I've had some wine and I was thinking, or like somebody asked me the other day, they're like, I just took a bunch of mushrooms. What should I cook? That's amazing. And I was like, honestly, you're not going to want to eat anything for hours. And I like, depending on how many you took, I would avoid anything with a flame, but like (laughs) no knife work. But like next time you eat a bunch of mushrooms, call in the number and let us, and ask us questions. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Don't be afraid Mm. to go there.
1: Be you, live out loud, live, laugh, love
0: be you and (laughs) not every guest will be as hilarious and charming as you cat but i feel blessed that you took the time out of your day and oh my god it was so fun with us
1: thank you for having me thank you to everyone who had questions it was such an honor um we really do need to get we're going to get a martini and bread and catch up for real one day i'm going to ask you out on a friend date i would love that
0: This episode is brought to you by Maker's Mark. Solicited advice is hosted by me, Allison Roman. Our podcast is produced by Jennifer Sullivan with the help of Elena Rodriguez-Via. Technical production and editing is handled by Red Rock Music and our theme music was created by Yosef Monroe. You can watch a video version of this podcast on my YouTube channel. And for questions, sponsorship inquiries or anything else, please visit us at alisoneroman.com podcast.